What's up, everyone? Welcome to Dive Deep with Don. I am your host, Don. Dive deep with me as I express my analysis and feelings on various topics in poetry form. I'll explain the what and the why of my poems, and then read the poems to you all. Let's take a dive. All right, what's up, everyone? Uh, welcome to Dive Deep with Don. I am joined by two of my good friends, Mike Good and Steven Morales. What's up, guys? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we're here to talk about Kobe Bean Bryant, you know, the Black Mamba, and we're just going to talk about his impact on us and just share whatever's on our head because... This is going to be the what and the why of my poem slash letter later. So we want to talk about where were we when Kobe passed away and what were our initial reactions? When, uh, so when it happened, I, I wasn't like on my phone or uh, near a computer, but my girlfriend's uh, sister, she was like watching TV and uh, she came out of her room and was like, hey, um, you know, Kobe passed. And at first, like, when it happened, I thought it was like, I was like, mm, you're, you know, you're joking with me. And so I went immediately online to check and it was there. I mean, I just, and I think I still didn't believe it. And then I called, the first thing I did was called my family. My, yeah. my dad knows, uh, or he called me actually. And he knows I'm a huge, I mean, you know, diehard Laker fan and how much Kobe means to me. And uh, I think when he called me, I called my buddy right after uh, we kind of got into um, the Lakers and Kobe together and we watched almost all of his game, all of his games. And so, uh, yeah, I, I mean, I, ha I, I think even now I haven't fully processed it, you know, yeah. but right when it happened, I, I just uh, immediate denial, you know. It's still hard to accept, like, like, I don't know, like, just even talking about this right now is, like, the first time I'm really talking about Kobe in, as past tense, you know? It's like, he was this, he was here, he did this, he should be doing things, but the fact that, like, we're talking about him as the past, it just, I still can't believe it. <laughs> and, like, when you said we were in denial, like, Usually TMZ posts like fake stuff, right? And that was the first source. Did you guys get that reaction? Like, nah, yeah. it's TMZ, yeah. right? Right. Exactly. Uh, I was actually at the barbershop. Um, so when it happened, like everybody kind of got quiet yeah. and um, like, yo, like what the fuck? Yeah. And then, oh um, my, Don, okay, no, don't, don't worry about language here. <laughs> yeah. Um, is uh it was definitely a shocker and, and then at first it was kind of disbelief because it was it was reports like oh like it, it was his helicopter but it yeah. wasn't necessarily confirmed if yeah. he was in it and who's in it with him yeah um and then it was just quickly turning to i really hope there wasn't too many people with him like it yeah. sucks that he's that he passed uh and i have a little different take than you do don yeah. I, I have a coworker like this, but recently I've been trying to get like all this Kobe stuff that came out this week 
So like that's uh, I've talked about it with like friends, coworkers, and just like damn, like it's it's insane. Like the the market is uh is essentially being skyrocketed because he's no longer here. People know it sells. Um, that kind of sucks. Yeah. Uh, for the people I talk to and uh, you guys were fans of the of the guy. Like I'm not trying to make a profit off any of it. I yeah. I wanted it for me. But um. And then uh, right away, uh, it's like and I've been kind of, I guess, kind of have been coping with it. Like I've been essentially talking about it every other day, I feel like. Um, but then shortly thereafter, uh, hearing that he passed, uh, I went with a couple friends to a local park and we just started playing. Um, yeah. Kind of uh, doing something that he, we got together over uh, watching his games, um, doing something he did. It was, uh, it felt right to do something like that. Yeah, for me, like, my phone data isn't normally on unless, like, I'm checking stuff. Yeah. Or, like, yeah, when I'm outside. So, at that morning, I do remember saying something about the fog, to be honest. Like, dude, it's like 10 or like 9, 10 a.m. Why is it <laughs> Why is it foggy over here? Uh, but that day, um, Samuel, my dog, had a, a dentist appointment. We dropped him off. And as he was in his appointment, we were grocery shopping. And then we came back and we had to wait in the car uh, for him to finish. So in that time, I turned on my data. Then my sister-in-law sent me the TMZ article. And, and I was like, no, the, no, let me, let me check my sources, right? And then the confirmation was the Woj bomb, right? When you get a tweet from Woj, it's like God speaking to you. <laughs> And then, like, I was so pissed off. Like, I want to throw my phone. Susanna was in the car, and she just, no, like, there's nothing I can say, you know? Like, we can't bring him back, right? Like, no matter if you break your phone or you punch the wall, <laughs> you can't stop the death. So that, like, really hurt. And then as I was driving back home on the freeway, I called Steven, and we were just like, dude, <laughs> you know? <laughs> like, like, disbelief. Like, yeah. what? What? Yeah. It it's one of those like you know where you were when it happened. Yeah. Uh, this is like a side note, but like the whole um Black Panther thing, um Chadwick Bozeman, um, to hear that he had colon cancer right. uh for four years, right? And doing all these films, visiting cancer patients while battling himself, that's the mama mentality right there, man. <laughs> Yeah, no excuses, Absolutely. just produce. You guys have any favorite uh, Kobe memories? There's, uh, there's obviously that shot over Phoenix and they triple teamed him and he, uh, <laughs> he grabbed his jersey and he started, he started <laughs> going. That's, uh, that's like, it's just vivid. Like, I, 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 could, I see it repeatedly. Like, I don't need to, I don't need to go pull up the highlight. I don't yeah. need, uh, like, I, I just vividly see it. Every single time that inbound pass going Dude. to the right, uh, right elbow, boom. Mm-hmm. Hit. I mean, if it wasn't for Smush Parker <laughs> <laughs> with the steal, right? <laughs> and Luke Walton, uh, I think it was Luke. a jump ball, right? It was. I think yeah. Luke was jumping or Lamar Odom was jumping. And yeah, well, now I feel like I, a dumbass because I said I remember vividly and I, yeah. I thought I was an inbound pass. <laughs> it definitely wasn't an inbound I, I pass. Don't remember. I think I, I don't remember, but yeah, I, I do I remember yeah. Smush yeah. getting, uh, helping, like deflecting the ball or something. 
and Kobe just he just knew, right? Yeah. And he had a couple against Phoenix. How about the triple double, the triple pump fake with, uh, yeah. against Grant Hill, and then when he hits it, he taps Alvin Gentry's leg. Oh uh, yeah, like hey, you like that? <laughs> Didn't we play against them for like two years in a row? Several years. <sighs> some Western Conference Finals, some semifinals, some round First one. Round, yeah. Yeah. Those uh, were some like the crappy Laker teams. The oh, same yeah. ones with uh, just because I saw it recently. Uh, it was the uh, what he did to um, to Shane Battier you know, when he was yeah. on the Rockets. He would just yeah. torture the guy. Like, yeah. damn, like this guy's doing everything he can to get in your face. And like, <laughs> you just, I mean, it goes to show. Like, yeah, some people are more skilled, but also the amount of hours, the the, the sweat sweat equity he put in uh, to being as great as he was. Yeah. Like it just goes to show. Like you just got to work way, way harder if you want to be. If you want to be on my level, if you want to contest what I'm doing, you gotta, yeah. you gotta put in work. You gotta show me you want it. Yeah, and I, I, I heard an interview somewhere, probably on YouTube, where Kobe was like, "I read the referee's manual. Like, there's spots that they don't look at, so I take advantage." <laughs> I'm like, who the heck, who, who thinks about that, right? It's like, you're devoted. Like, oh my gosh, he's like, I know where they look and there's certain spots there's glitches and they don't look right there so in those moments i do whatever it takes right the knucklehead podcast when they had kobe on um they asked him like yo like we never saw you out in la because uh i can't remember i can't remember which of the two uh hosts said it but um he was saying that uh they would always hear that he was at staple center at home there and nowhere nowhere else and then Kobe's explanation was, I didn't want anybody to see me doing anything that they think they could use against me. Damn. Something like that. Enjoying, like, your personal time. Like, no, you can't You can't see me enjoy personal time because then you can use it against me. Uh, I, oh, man. Fun fact. Fun fact. I used to work at AMC at the district in Tustin. That's where he brings his family because we would have his card ready, <laughs> ready to go whenever he comes. So, yeah. fun fact right there. But the two days... He showed up the day I called out sick and the day I quit. I was like, oh, come <laughs> on. You know, like I've been waiting. And then, no. <laughs> it wasn't meant to be. I know. What about you, Mike? Any uh, favorite Kobe memories? Man, I have a couple. Um, I think that, um, you know, obviously all of his buzzer beaters – uh, his 81 yeah. and then his 2008 uh gold medal game oh um, he shut everyone down he shut everyone down and um but i think one of my favorite memories uh was him getting his fifth ring and in the 2010 yeah. finals uh the rematch against the celtics yeah i think that like we see all of this like all of his hard work but like his celeb that's why his celebrations are so real you know, because yeah. he like he puts in all of that time. He's always at the gym. You know, people are going to clubs. I remember. Uh, I don't know if you guys read AI's uh, letter to him. I didn't yet. But it's like you know, uh, they went to dinner, and he and AI's like out go. He's like, oh, where are you going? And um, AI's like, oh, I'm I'm gonna go to the club. You know, where are you you know, and then he's like, oh, I'm, I'm going to the gym. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and so to see him like at two in 2010, finally like celebrating all of that hard work i mean it's just so pure you know him jumping yeah. on the scorer's table yeah 
just revelating in it, you know. If you guys remember that game, we were down in the fourth quarter too. So like I was like like skipping heartbeats, super nervous. I'm like, I don't know if we could do this. But the whole team and him, like, I don't know, man. They just willpowered their way through and oh my goodness, that was I agree, that was so amazing. I think I cried. <laughs> yeah, that game is a little more. Uh, it's a little foggy to me, but uh, I think that's the same game. Ray Allen came out hot from three. I think he was like five for five in the first quarter or something. Something like that, yeah. And uh, I was like, "Holy crap, man! No, like, uh, what's going on here?" But uh, I mean, like, it's, again, going uh, just like how much, like how dedicated he was to to winning. It didn't matter that his offense wasn't going. I think yeah. he had like fifteen rebounds or something. He had like he something. Just yeah. to show that, like, look, I'm doing everything and anything I can to to help the team. I, I want the win. It's just uh, – it's insane, man. People's mentality. It, and I think what signified his growth um, overall as a leader, it showed in that game because, like you said, he was struggling with his offense. But the the the, the pass to Ron Artest slash yep. World Peace, yeah. that game-tying three, like – <laughs> he's not even known as a shooter, right? He's yeah. he's streaky, right? And mm-hmm. in those years, like Meta World Peace was declining, you know. So yeah. to trust his team and also yeah. uh, D Fish on the the fast break oh, where he got that and one oh layup. Do you remember? <laughs> I do remember that over like KG. Yeah. Like, geez. like yeah. dude, like that that was so amazing, and I'm so glad it turned out our way. And that, that Orlando finals, it, although it was great, it wasn't that redemption story. Like right. no, and no. it wasn't. It was. I don't think we got the best of it because it wasn't in LA. You know, it was like it was, I mean, it was that, an easy you victory. Got to see him celebrate, but yeah, yeah. You know. they weren't tested, right? Um, but the Celtics one is wow. Yeah, especially especially the way they did us in two thousand eight. It was. Uh, <laughs> right. Felt so big. Like I was. I think it's like that's when I started following basketball. Um, like it was. It wasn't something that uh, like was like introduced to me at home. Yeah. And it's uh, when I first started, like, whoa, like this is like this is entertaining to watch. Like this is uh, it was just like wow. Like I saw them lose horribly. Like they they got beat up, brutalized, and then coming back. I mean, it's just uh, I I don't know. I yeah. just took takes words out of my mouth. I don't. Uh, it was amazing to watch. <laughs> yeah. And I don't know. It, it, I mean, it's a side note goes to show um phil jackson too his coaching right his patience and the triangle right he would never like yell at the team at least in the game <laughs> he'd like you know push your way through figure it out you know what to do you play the game right so it goes to show and i think that showed in kobe's career too when i first started watching it was when they lost to the pistons um i don't know if you guys go back that far but that was last year of Kobe and Shaq and it was young Kobe right immature and then those years leading up to the Celtics finals he was known as a ball hog um, crappy teammate like stubborn right Um, just a bad leader so I've seen him grow from the bad perception to like this guy is like the goat right (laughs) and it became like I think there was a time when they were calling him Magic Mamba because he kept on passing the ball. <laughs> like, dude, shoot the ball. <laughs> I think that was around when um, 
I think it was like that allegation in uh, or it's tough. It's a touchy yeah. subject, but the situation he was dealing with in Colorado. Yeah. I think uh, like that was around the same time. Like he just started to uh, like I'm just gonna like I'm gonna pass the ball. I'm not gonna be me. Um, I'm assuming that had something to do with it, but um. Yeah. It's a. Uh, Adversity, adversity on off yeah. the court. He was uh, like with Vanessa. Was gonna get a divorce from Vanessa. Yeah. Was uh, something was happening in his family. Wasn't happening in his family. He was showing up to to work or basketball. He was showing up to four a.m. workouts. It's just the, the dedication, the drive, um, and uh, how long it takes somebody to. Um, it's easy to to hear somebody say like, "Oh, I have the mentality," or um, like, "I'm ready," but. Uh, his like his attitude, like when he said, uh, it was in that magic series, you guys are up 3 0. Um, are you happy? And he's, what is there to be happy about? The job's not done. <laughs> yeah, it's the man, it's insane, man. Like the uh, the mentality is just something that you want to aspire to, to have yeah. to attain, um, but obviously through hard work only. And to build off of that, like, I don't know if any well, I mean, obviously, every athlete deals with like the media, um, you know, but like, I don't, I think he's one of the top that had people just constantly berating him uh, for something, whether it was like not passing the ball or not doing this, not doing that. But like, I mean, to keep that mentality after that, you know, cause some people um, just uh, fold and give into it, but for him to just always rise above. And I know we're not going to talk about off the court as much, but he was still a great, like family, family man, father, yeah. And uh, I used to, so even, this is even when he was playing, mostly when he retired too, but I would watch like interviews of him because he was so articulate in the, in the way that he carried himself. And so I would try to like, uh, like match that and like uh, have that in my own life. And so um, here, just hearing him talk and how he carried himself the way that he was, I mean, he, he was a really good man. So it, it just sucks that like he got all of this, backlash when he was playing you know and he wasn't I don't feel that he was truly um truly appreciated and uh there's an interview of him and he talks about like uh the, the, his first three years I mean he he didn't really get playing time, you know it and was so rough his, him, his yeah. and so his career numbers are kind of like um even uh, blurred look that brings up a point for me like I know you talked about the like Stephen mentioned the allegations when he died some people brought that up like why are you guys celebrating him he did this i'm like in my head i'm like he's only done like one bad thing and it's not like a numbers game but it shows that you can rebuild yourself right because that's what he did he became a better person after falling in in the deep end right like you can build yourself back up and that one bad moment shouldn't define you it's kind of tough because sometimes these moments do define people, right? But for him, he rebuilt himself. He became a better person. He gave back. Like after he died, like I read so many things that he did without a camera, you know, <laughs> kind of like Chadwick Boseman, just uh, visiting kids, um, donating to people, like without the spotlight. Like That's very touching, right? We don't, we don't need, that clout right like let me just do it from the goodness of the heart right uh, so that was really touching and I, that's something the world like really needs right now <laughs> you know these types of people 
So I do want to ask, how would you define the mama mentality for yourself? And how do you apply it in your daily life? So we all have different professions and goals. So how does it, what does it mean to you? The, um, so Don and I were having a conversation last week. Uh, I'll answer what mama mentality means to me um, through, by, at the end um, okay. of this, but uh, essentially realizing that there's people are in different chapters of their life, but not necessarily focusing on, on where they're at in their story. Uh, focusing on, on your story, knowing that you have to put in the work to get where you want to be. It's not just going to come to you. Other people's successes, uh, on the outside, it looks like it happened overnight, but it's never uh, never overnight or very, very rarely overnight. Um, so right now, uh, for me to, to for, for that to finally set in, it's almost like a like an enlightenment or like an awakening, like, Oh, I get, I can't just sit on my ass, sit on my hands mm -hmm. and expect to be um, using Don as an example, uh, having my own place uh, through uh, it's not, he, it wasn't given to him. It wasn't, uh, he was working <laughs> through the charter school. He was busting his yeah. ass going to, uh, he, he's completing his master's. That's all work. And you get, he's getting it done. It's, um, and I think it's very important to have people in your life. Uh, Kobe was obviously more of a, an idol uh, right. to a role model to us, but having people in our life that are um, are where we want to be, where we aspire to be, is just fuel uh, fuel for that uh, for that desire to to finish your chapter or go on to the next chapter. Um, so my mentality to me is just uh, putting in uh, putting in that work. Uh, if people are asking questions, uh, questioning you. Know, you know uh, not to waver. You know to keep pursuing it. Um, you'll see the fruits of your labor if you put in the hard work. Uh, that's my mentality, man. What about, what about you, Mike? Yeah, so for me, um, I guess I'll start by, I forget, honestly, maybe you guys know, but it was an interview. Um, I don't know if it was post-game or off the court, but um, somebody asked him, like, how do you lead someone, right? And he said that he tries to get the best out of every person. Like Steven said, everybody's different, you know? And so what is for someone may not be for somebody else, but it's whatever they're going after. And in an interview after he retired, um, it was about like his business model, you know, the what he values, the important things about it. And he said that like, um, when he goes into the studio, um, he doesn't go after like, if somebody says, oh, I can do that, you know, that, that's not what he focuses on. He focuses on when somebody says, I don't think I can do that. Mm -hmm. So that's what he does in the studios. He goes there and he tries to get the best out of that. Person. So for me, when I look at Mamba Mentality, for me, um, you know, I'm in a master's program right now. And, um, you know, there'll be some days I'm like, man, you know, I don't think I, I don't know if I can do that. And then I, that's what I focus on. So Mamba Mentality for me means like, getting the best out of myself, reaching my own potential different from someone else, but getting to where, um, to where I can be, you know, and putting in that hard work, not wavering and always looking to improve, you know, um, in every area. And I could see that, um, 
because I, I know both of you guys. So when we first met, um, we both weren't in grad school yet. So we were both like unsure about our future. Uh, when we met, it was like, we know we want to get somewhere further, but how are we going to put in the work? So it's like, now that we're in this phase of our life, even though we got into our respective programs, there are days where we're like, I don't know if I belong here. <laughs> like, I'm, it's so hard. Like, like, it's so stressful. I don't know if I can do it. And then that's when we embodied the mentality. We just, you know, like I said, we lace up the bootstraps and keep on walking, right? And honestly, during this uh, quarantine, it's been tough to do that. Because usually home is a place where you want to go to after a hard day's work. But if you're doing the hard work at home, where are you going to go? <laughs> exactly. It's the same setting. That's been really tough. Um, do you guys feel that too? Uh, yeah, no, you're right. Like, I mean, you know, you know, I mean, I think for me, like, uh, I don't want to get too much into it, but it was hard for me to separate work and home life. But as I'm going into my grad program and I'm doing it now, it's, it's easier for me. But the problem is, it's like, I'm still home. You know what I mean? Like a class is online and I don't, it's the same setting. I don't have anywhere to go. So, um, uh, so that's, that, that's, that's, been, that's been tough. Yeah. It's just finding. So some, you know, right now I've been like trying to go for walks, trying to be outside. Um, but it is, it is tough. And that yeah. tough. Uh, the, uh, what's made it tough is, uh, not having the ability to go out first for, uh, for like two, three weeks. Uh, when I was recovering from, uh, I finally got my knee surgery. It was just, uh, it's not that I didn't want to separate, like, oh, like I'm doing my rehab indoors. I'm also working from home. Um, I couldn't step out. It was, uh, it was frustrating. It was like out of my hands, but physically, uh, yeah. Uh, but it was, uh, obviously you guys are dealing with like mental challenges and yeah, there was, there was a mental aspect to, uh, my recovery that I'm still going through, but, um, it's just physically, being unable to uh, was also it's just frustrating but slowly but surely things are getting better um and it goes back to that the hard work uh, like the rehab like they they've advised that i do it at home if i don't get it done on my own i'm the only one setting myself back if i'm yeah. not putting in the work i'm not going to get where i want to be yeah um so it's just uh even though it's like a, a smaller sample size it's still just it reinforces that idea that you if with the work you'll get where you want to be um that's 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 it man it's putting in the work yeah work 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 yeah i'll i'll touch base on on what it means for me through um i mean you guys have seen me through my fitness journey i started back in 2018 i remember the first picture i took started it all was a christmas photo right and i remember that was the biggest i was about two almost 230 pounds and I remember taking a picture and I told Susanna, can you cover my chin? Can you cover my double chin like this? Because although I was joking, I was insecure. You know, I was like, I really didn't know how I let myself go, but I did. And I let myself go after um, my CSUF graduation. I just stopped working out and realized the amount of weight at the rate I put on in a couple of months. But it was through this journey that really tested that mama mentality. So 
the first year I went hardcore, I lost weight at a fast progression. And then the second year, I wasn't really losing weight, but um, I was getting muscle. So, but, but for someone who's always been big their whole life, I, in my standard, um, the numbers mess up your head. So it was really important for me to look at my pictures. When I saw my 2018, 2019, and then 2020 photos, I was like, wait, I'm still the same weight for a whole year, but it looks like I lost half of my body. You know? <laughs> so where it really tested me, the mama mentality, um, there was a point where I started to get comfortable with how I look and like I feel confident, but I know I want more. So it was those moments where I know I wanted more, but I'm, I don't want to do the work. I was like, okay, why am I doing this if, if I'm already good, right? Like Kobe already knows he's good, right? He can beat everyone, but why is he putting in the work? Because the job's not done, right? So like my job's not done. Like I, I still want to look better and feel good. So putting in the work when you know you're good, that I think that's harder. Like, cause I know Mike mentioned like putting in the work when it, it, it's a struggle but putting in the work when you know you, you're already good at it, when you're already mastering this and, and continuing to do that. I think for me, that's the mom mentality. Yeah, man. It's, uh, yeah. it's three slightly different takes, yeah. but all essentially yeah. the same. Like it's when, you, when you want to do it least is when you have to, uh, yeah. when you have to get yourself up and you got to get it done because uh, you stop for a second and... Um, then it gives you an easy way out. I feel to like, Oh, like I, I took one day off, like another day won't hurt. Um, so it's, that's, that's the day that you need to, you need to motivate yourself, find a way and get it done. Yeah. So that was the, what in the why, um, I'm going to share my poem slash letter. So I wrote this, uh, dear Kobe Bryant in one sitting. I remember Susanna looking over my shoulder. I'm like, can you move? <laughs> Like, I need to do this by my own, you know? <laughs> kind of like when you're writing, like, a letter or, like, a, 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 a birthday card to someone. Like, I don't want someone watching me. It's kind of weird, you know? Right. So, you guys will hear it live in action. And if you want to react after, you can. Um, but here we go. Dear Kobe Bryant, I started watching you when I was 12 years old. And the Lakers lost to the Pistons in the finals you and Shaq split up and you stayed on the team I saw you struggle I saw the media portray you as greedy and not a great leader however what I saw was the beginnings of your maturity and growth as a leader and the person as you were maturing so was I I looked forward to going home from school finishing up my homework and watching you and the Lakers play I remember watching the horrible lineups, Ryan Kelly's, the Smush Parkers, but my loyalty to the Lakers remained just like yours. You showed me that no matter how tough things are, we must stay the course and keep on fighting. Eventually, through your fight and willpower, the Lakers finally made the finals, but we lost. You took this as motivation to get better and to become a better leader and led the Lakers to back-to-back -back championships. Through this journey, I have become patient and embraced the struggle because the struggle 
is what makes us learn. You have also taught me to embody the Mamba mentality. To me, that means going 200% at whatever it is you're doing. Because why commit to something if you're not going to put forth the effort? Thank you for using your gifts and spreading the game and knowledge of basketball to the future generations. This has inspired me to use my platform to spread these gifts, even though my platform is small compared to yours. Thank you for blessing me with great friendships over our passion of basketball, specifically Lakers basketball. You were part of the living room almost every single night for more than half of my life. Dear Kobe Bryant, it's been tough to accept what is real since you have passed away. Sometimes I find it hard to embrace God's will because his will can be questionable and doubtful. But in the end, he wanted to meet you at, at an early age. It's been tough to accept that Gigi is with you, but it also brings me peace that she is with you. Although I would choose life over death, this is the reality and I'm coming to accept it. Your effect has shown since the day you've been gone. We're living in tough times right now with this pandemic and fight for social justice. And if you were still here, I know you would be a leading voice in this fight. But this is God's will. You're not here. And I believe he and you are watching the world and wanting us to embody the mama mentality right now. We should be fighting for what's right and for humanity. Dear Kobe Bryant, although nobody is immortal, I always thought you were somebody who cannot die. This goes to show that we can be taken away from this earth at any time. So why not embody the Mamba mentality? I miss you. It felt like I lost a close family member, but I can guarantee you that you made such a big impact on my life and many others' lives. Although you're not physically here, I see you in LeBron's leadership. I see your spirit in this Lakers squad wanting to fight for a championship and social justice. I see you in my many basketball conversations with my bros, Austin and Steven and Mike. I see you in my students who come from nothing and are trying to make something of themselves. I see you in every person that throws their trash and yells, Kobe! I see you in the countless memories you have blessed me with. I see you in the everyday challenges to overcome and achievements to be obtained. Dear Kobe Bryant, thank you for blessing this world with your presence, your gift, your passion, and your Mamba mentality. Mamba out, but never forgotten. Wow. That was amazing. Uh, it brought a, brought a tear to my mouth. Very, it was very powerful, very true. That was the first time I really got to sit down and just reflect on what he really means to, to me and the world. I felt like it was good to do. Yeah, man. It was a, a beautiful piece. It was a beautiful piece. A great piece. Thank you, everyone, for taking a dive with me, and I'll see you next time. <laughs>